This episode of the Big Picture Social-Emotional Life Skills Podcast will highlight the extreme and wide-ranging relevance of social-emotional life skills development for even the most difficult challenges we face as educators, caregivers, and parents. Welcome. My name is Nene White. Thank you for being here. With the start of another school year, the all-too-common threat of gun violence in our schools is not far from many people's thoughts. To say that we have a frustration, isolation, and anger problem in our country would for many be considered an overly obvious understatement. Some think that if only legislators would pass more sensible gun laws, we wouldn't be living with the curse of gun violence in our schools and communities. Creating sensible gun laws would be a step in the right direction, most certainly, but more is needed, much more. Framing mental health issues as the go-to answer dooms us to loose and sloppy responses. According to American Psychological Association President Jessica Henderson-Daniel, framing the conversation about gun violence in the context of mental illness does a disservice to the victims of violence while unfairly stigmatizing the many others with mental illness who have not and would not resort to to gun violence. And, she says, it doesn't direct us to appropriate solutions to this public health crisis that's affecting all of us, directly or indirectly. What has been shown to help is acknowledgement of of the role of unprocessed experiences and emotions. And then what is necessary is system-wide commitments to adopting and implementing a wide range of social, emotional, and life skills development approaches that contribute to neutralizing the emotional and psychological root causes of violence. And just to bring home the need for acknowledgement of the impact of unprocessed experiences and emotions, did you know that sheriff's offices received at least 18 calls about the Parkland shooter over a 10-year period before his deadly attack on his high school? It got so bad that some teachers banned him from their classrooms. One Parkland teacher told the Washington Post, Looking into his eyes, he just looked like there was a problem. Teachers could see there were serious problems, yet their only tools for response were punishments, expulsion, rejection, and exclusion, which tragically and so obviously did not help. Those responses from teachers and from classmates only exacerbated the problems that were festering inside his mind his heart, his broken spirit. Dr. Lillian Katz has rightly observed in her highly respected research, and we all know this to be true, children who are generally disliked, who are aggressive and disruptive, who are unable to sustain close relationships with other children, and who can't establish for themselves a place in the peer culture, are seriously at risk for the rest of their lives. The elements of social competence, Dr. Katz tells us, 
are not usually learned through instruction or lessons or lecturing or preaching. Dr. Katz further emphasizes scolding or preaching about being nice is the wrong content for healthy and constructive relationships between adults and children. Throughout Dr. Katz's long career, she has pointed to the fact that early education must prioritize helping young children to make better, fuller, deeper, and more accurate sense of their own experiences. And most importantly, Dr. Katz's research has documented the younger children are, the more they learn from interactive experiences rather than passive experiences. What if a medley of constructively preemptive as well as responsive and restorative approaches were available for all of our K-12 students? What if all schools were on the same page about the fundamental necessity of prioritizing every student's wholesome self-worth and healthy belonging as the foundation of all their interactions so they can naturally grow in their own skills for expressing mutual respect between and amongst all ages and abilities. There are so many right ways, correlative, correlative and reciprocal right ways, to bring that ideal into reality. And that is a, a big purpose of the Big Picture Social, Emotional, and Life Skills podcast. It's what we're all about here. The purpose of this podcast is to increase awareness about amongst educators amongst caregivers and parents about the incredible and ever-expanding scope of opportunities, perspectives, philosophies, and practical hands-on approaches that are currently in practice that are really helping to ease and even neutralize the hurt, the isolation, the frustration, and the disempowerment that too many young people are currently experiencing. When groups of young students are consistently exposed to a wide variety of different opportunities that exercise their empathy and at other times exercise their innate reasoning and perspective-taking abilities, and in other intentionally designed situations activate their readiness to laugh, to play, and have fun together, and within the context of other approaches to develop their natural inclination to team up in other words, collaborate, <clears throat> excuse me, collaborate around challenges that are genuinely interesting and relevant to all of them. Unimagined yet hoped for alignments and connections organically develop, measurably making a difference in the lives of at risk kids who need help in finding their healthy belonging amongst peers. Think about it. I mean, could anything be considered more necessary? especially in the grim light of gun violence in our schools and communities. Now I'm going to describe a tiny sample, and I mean tiny sampling, of the wide-ranging approaches I've come across that educators' direct experience and research have validated. For more info, um, check out the notes in this episode's description or contact me at ask at kidsownwisdom.com. Therapy dogs are dogs that have been specially trained to provide both physical and emotional health benefits in classrooms. 
According to one study published by the National Institutes of Health, NIH, having a dog present in the classroom promotes a positive mood and promotes promotes significant anti-stress effects because this has been scientifically measured. The simple act of petting a dog lowers blood pressure and heart rate. Pet therapy also lowers stress hormones like cortisol, and it increases happiness hormones, otherwise known as endorphins. In other words, just being in contact with the therapy dog calms kids down when they're upset and helps reduce the effects of whatever trauma is affecting their lives, enabling them to better focus on getting along with others and increasing their capacity for actual learning. Additionally, the NIH study states that interacting with a therapy dog leads to increased increased stimulation of positive social behavior. These relationships build trust and trustworthiness in children, helping them to develop a greater capacity for empathy, which is a key factor in building belonging through their own direct experiences, not through lectures, not through scoldings, and not through being preached to. If you want more information, go to weareteachers.com backslash dogs in the classroom. And then there's the phenomenal value of genuine laughter in the classroom. You can find out more about this at health.harvard.edu backslash blog backslash laugh and be thankful it's good for the heart. According to research, laughter induces real, measurable, physical changes in the body by stimulating the heart, the lungs, and the muscles, while also increasing endorphins, those naturally produced happiness or well-being hormones. Laughter can also make it easier to cope with difficult situations, and this is important, when shared in a group, this is really important, Laughter helps people of all ages to connect with each other, and connections is what we all want and need to feel and act in ways that work better for everyone. We all know that to be true, right? There are so many ways to bring laughter into the classroom, and since it's been shown to relieve stress and help people connect, why not do a little research on some of those ways? Books, videos, games, songs... Once you start looking, you'll be amazed at what's out there on the Internet. And just so long as it's real laughter, not forced or fake or, uh, you know, too much trying to make something funny that isn't funny. So you have to be careful about that because kids really are sensitive about that, too. Here's one more recommendation for you from the wide variety of positive approaches to building healthy belonging into classrooms. Have you heard of Dr. Ross Green? If not, you'll really want to visit the website for Dr. Green's nonprofit organization, livesinthebalance.org. This website includes general information about Dr. Green's model, which can be initially summed up with his understanding that kids do well if they can. The website provides answers to many questions about applying Dr. Green's model in school settings, and it also provides lots of other articles, information, and research paper. The website is, uh, has got streaming video, and which is fantastically helpful and hope-giving. I hope you'll check out the resources I've introduced in this episode. 
There is so much good that is available for educators and parents. And I will be sharing more resources, but these are a good start. Providing more resources and constructive approaches for mitigating the root causes of gun, today's gun violence issues while nurturing our classroom environments only makes sense for everyone's benefit, including our own. The website to learn more about therapy dogs in the classroom is weareteachers.com slash dogs in the classroom. The website where you can read more about Harvard's article about the benefits of laughter in the classroom can be seen at health.harvard.edu backslash blog backslash laugh and be thankful it's good for the heart. And the website for Dr. Green's nonprofit organization is livesinthebalance.org. If you have any other questions, please do contact me. My address is ask at kidsownwisdom.com. Thank you for being here. Thank you for caring. And thank you for all that you do.